Next Thing with Jing is made possible through generous funding from Accelerate, Technovation, Cleveland Leadership Center, Citizens Bank, Citizens Make Change, and the Cleveland Foundation. Hola, como esta? Hello, hello. I'm Jing Lowenko. Welcome to Next Thing with Jing, a podcast where we spark your next chapter and new adventure, starting now. I'm your host, Jing Lowenko, brand strategist, chief optimist, Filipino founder of Other Brown Girl, the original OBG. Subscribe to Next Thing with Jing on your favorite podcast player to get notified of the latest episodes as they launch. So delighted you're here. Welcome to the show. Let's go. We are recording live from Zug in Cleveland Heights with Lisa Sands. I am delighted to welcome the wonderful local food advocate and food enthusiast, Lisa Sands. Lisa is the producer of the CLE Foodcast, which will hit a milestone in May, a one-year anniversary and 45 podcasts. It was a project born out of an unexpected pandemic pivot and led her to the discovery that she was in control of her creative life. Lisa says the mission of the CLE Foodcast is to amplify the stories of people growing, cooking, and sharing local food as told through their own voices. She's been following the food scene and writing for almost 10 years years. Lisa's career in marketing and communications has spanned more than 20 years. She's worked in advertising, media, PR, and everything in between. Now she considers herself a communication strategist and she likes working with clients to develop branding, messaging, and media opportunities. Lisa, Lisa, welcome to Next Thing with Jing. I'm so excited to be here celebrating your one-year anniversary. How does it feel? It feels very surreal and also very awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's been a long year for all of us, but this really got me through, I have to tell you. Oh my gosh. First of all, you are such a light and delight. I love your work. I love your content. You were so kind to reach out and LinkedIn and... I cannot believe the cadence and pace that you are keeping with this. So I just want to give a round of applause. These are like 45 spinning plates. Like quite literally, I can't believe that you're able to do this as a solopreneur teaching yourself. And I'm so excited to have you share your story, what sparked this. And I have so many questions. So, but first of all, just a big congratulations. We're here at Zug. Again, Lisa graciously organized this with Doug Katz and we are recording live here. And I want to talk a little bit about you and I have obviously a couple questions, but tell me what sparked this amazing journey and, and how it brought you to this moment. Sure. Well, it's so fun to talk to somebody who does a podcast <laughs> because you know, yeah. you, you know that um, the end product seems, you know, seamless and easy yeah. if everything goes well, Right. but a lot goes into it. A lot of thought, a lot of paperwork, a mm-hmm. lot of planning. Yes. And sometimes, you know, we had to learn, we had to ramp up our technical skills. Absolutely. Um, but it's been such a great adventure for me. And yeah, it started with COVID, with the pandemic. I had always wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. I had been a fan of Fresh Air NPR for, I mean, years. Yeah. Like she's been on the air for, I think it's like 35 or 40 years. It's crazy. Yeah. And so I'm a Terry Gross, unapologetic fangirl. And <laughs> Then I worked in radio for 10 years. That's um, right, so yes. So between all of those experiences, and I was a broadcast journalism major, which I really never pursued after college because mm-hmm. I got you know rerouted, as yeah. many of us do. So I had just been noticing that there wasn't a media outlet or a media channel in Cleveland where people were talking in their own voice. And yes. I, other cities have multiple podcasts, multiple food podcasts. And um, so I decided one April day that I would figure it out and I would learn it. And so here we are. Yeah, about 45 episodes in a year. I feel very proud, actually. It's one of the, I'm going to step into the light and own the the pride because it was something I never thought I could do or would do. Oh my gosh. I want to say it feels like you are a natural. It feels like you were meant for this moment. I can't believe it's been a year. And I would love to talk a little bit about how we met. And Mm -hmm. so it was through the wonderful Jen Jones Zanatelli, through a networking group. And you were so kind to reach out. I think I had just nibbled around the edges, launched my podcast, and you were so kind to offer up resources, support, advice, books. And I want to thank you for 
first just seeing me, it's really, you know, it's hard to be brave to put yourself out there in a public way. It is. And to literally hear your voice, sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, I sound like that. I need to edit <laughs> out all those little idiosyncrasies. But you really were the first one to reach out to me that week when it launched, Lisa. And it meant so much because I Googled you, obviously, looked up your podcast and I was so impressed by how you brought all of your professional past selves into your future ready self. And I think that's so much about what we've been talking about, getting to know each other, becoming friends, this kind of new now, this moment. And Mm -hmm. I really congratulate you for sharing your story with me now and just sharing everyone's stories. Oh my gosh. I think I told you I was listening to your podcast. I had to stop because I had so many questions. (laughs) I love them. The one about Yellow House cheese. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. But the way that you, your journalistic abilities, I can really see you there's a lot of savvy to the way that you guide the conversation. Do you pre-plan what you do? Do you? Yeah, you know, well, what's interesting is because I have been following the industry for a long time in a different way. I was writing primarily, and I did work for Whole Foods Market, and that's where I really got my my passion for local sourcing and understanding where my food comes from and yeah. connecting those dots. And I just, I went down that rabbit hole, and then I started working with Edible Cleveland, right. and that was founded by Noelle Celeste, and she was kind enough to reach out to me and say like, hey, would you want to do our social media? And I was like, sure. And she's like, I can't pay you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, we all just need that thing on the side that, that you know, I would have worked 24-7 on that project because yeah. I loved Noel and I loved the mission. Yeah. So now with it being in my own court, if you will, yeah. I, I get so much pleasure, satisfying my own curiosity every time I do a podcast Mm -hmm. and I do plan them out. And I'm trying to be representative of all kinds of people, not just famous people, not just chefs, but I want to talk about issues. I want to talk about things that both sides, the diner and the restaurateur don't know about each other. I want to create conversation and I really want to showcase the unsung. I want to showcase diversity when I can. Women and minorities especially are not still not very represented in Cleveland in the food community. I'm having a ball. It's really my honor. I consider it an act of service, really. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, Lisa, I can feel the joy and delight in your guests and in you. I think the thing for me is there's not enough time to cover all 45 of your episodes no. because there's so <laughs> many. I mean, I would I would encourage everyone to subscribe, take a look, be inspired by the stories and the journeys. And I love how it's almost like you're doing a food review, but it's an about town travel review too in some ways. Yeah, well, I'm an average traveler and an avid eater. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is I want to stay out of the review space. Yeah. There are people that do that really, really well. And I don't feel like it's a good time right now to, to be putting forth my opinions. It's not about me. That's right. something that I think a lot of people get wrong with podcasts mm-hmm. is they think it's about them and people don't tune in to hear me talk. I mean, right. I am the guide. Right. And, and so I do, when I have something to offer, I try to offer. If I have perspective, I try to offer it. Yeah. But my job is really to coach and guide stories out of people. And again, for real, I'm not even joking, Jing. My, my all-time model is Terry Gross on NPR. I mean, she is the best interviewer of all time. I, I, I'm obsessed. I listen. And I would say that I'm absolutely modeled my style Mm. after her. Proudly, I say that. I'm yeah. going to make sure. I'm going to make sure she listens to this interview. That's, Jing. that's right. <laughs> no, and as she should, as we all should. <laughs> right, right. All right. So I also wanted to say too. I loved your Doug Tratner. I loved your interview, and I was fascinated that he stole a thousand menus. Everyone should go check yep. out that episode. I love the human human stories that you're sharing. You're really getting to know people and how they came to this love of food and celebrating culture, really. And I learned something from everybody with Doug. You know, Doug is the guy that makes and breaks restaurant stories, but he's really kind of an introvert and Mm -hmm. he doesn't, you know, he's not real flashy or anything. And Mm -hmm. what I was so pleased to learn is that he started out writing in a very non-traditional way. He was a lawyer. Right. Yeah, it was fascinating. I I really related because here's this like pinnacle of 
local food media, and yeah. that's how he got to start. So yeah. I saw a lot of myself in that because uh -huh. that's not a background that I have, right? right. I, I dabble in it, but I'm, I'm never going to walk around saying I'm a journalist. Yeah. I am a food advocate. I'm an enthusiast, and I can write pretty well, and sometimes with some hand-holding and help from people that help me out. You oh know what gosh. I mean? Oh, my gosh. I sense your zest for your work, and I love how multidimensional you are. I mean, I see you as a storyteller, so it's funny you're mentioning Terry Gross, but mm -hmm. I'm looking at the Lisa Sands storytelling brand in essence, and I would love to learn about and have you share with the listeners, mm -hmm. what was your what was your childhood like? What mm. were your... What was your food journey? You know, as a kid, did you have any favorites? Like, how did that shape you and the work you do today? Yeah, that's a really funny question because I grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. um, I don't talk about that during football season. It <laughs> get really brutal. But I've lived here for about 30 years. I went to Kent State and just oh, never okay. went back. Uh -huh. And here's the thing. We were a very middle-class family. My dad was a guidance counselor. My mom didn't work. Oh, yeah. I have a sister who's eight years younger. We had enough but dinner out and food. And I didn't have Asian food until I went to college. I didn't know that you could order Chinese. Oh, my gosh. Um, my upbringing was sort of German and Slovak. We had big, hearty pierogi, all of oh, that. So I, I really relate to those things. Yep. And I love that Cleveland is kind of has that community as well. Yeah. But my mom was not a flashy cook. We had meatloaf, and we had stuffed peppers, and we had basic chicken and sure. chili. And it was really a matter of economics, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So looking back, I certainly don't feel like I missed anything. But my parents have never been on a plane. I didn't fly on a plane until I was 21. And I and I just went to St. Louis, but I was like, I had St. Louis barbecue and I had, you know, just a different experience. And I was like, oh, the world is bigger than what I know. Yeah. And I've just never stopped wanting to know more about that world. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I don't really look back and have favorite foods. I have some nice memories of family get-togethers, yeah. things like that. Christmas Eve with different Slovak soups ah. and, um, and bread and we always did communion wafer. I grew up very right. Catholic. We yeah. went to midnight mass. That's what I remember, but I didn't have a food story. I don't think like, oh, I really want to make something that my mom made. Yeah. There is a legendary sauerkraut mushroom soup, which is a very Slovak thing oh. um, that my, I have the recipe card in my grandma's handwriting. Oh my gosh. It is not for everyone. It is not for the faint of heart because yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely messes with your system if you eat too much of it. But that's probably the one thing, the one food item that I think about from my childhood and thinking as a kid, like that is disgusting. And now I have such a tender thought of it oh, because sure. it because it, it brings back all the other memories yeah. and that's what food is. Absolutely. So you know some of the podcasts we do, some of the episodes we do talk about those memories. Yeah. Or you know, I just really want people to understand each other more. Yeah. And I think food is a great way to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a kindness to your storytelling. And I know the word kind comes up a lot. And I sense that in you, just meeting you and getting to know you. When did your fascination with trying new things, starting with this food adventure. When did that begin? Have you always been an adventurous kid? I love, by the way, really quick, your photos of you as this spunky spirited little Lisa. Oh. I could I could see your spirit there. I mean, I could see this little rebel. So I'm just curious with as it intersected with food, right? Yeah. You know, um, again, the, my food story really began probably when I started living on my own and making my own money. Ah. I didn't go home after college. I had a job before I left and okay. I all of a sudden I had a pretty well paying job at first I mean yeah. by today's standards not so much but then and I remember that's when I first had sushi with ah. friends that's when I first started to have you know just different food experiences like cocktails and whatever I mean this yeah. is the 90s right yeah, yeah. so it was just it was foreign to me we didn't mm -hmm. grow up spending money on those things mm -hmm. dinner for us out was maybe like Ponderosa a couple times a year sure yeah and there had to be a big buffet and a salad yeah. bar my dad didn't want any part of it I I'm I'm always remembering as I do this, it's very important to me. I don't want to make food elitist. Yes, um, yes. Because I was not a family. I mean, I came out of that family, as did my sister, loving yeah. food and loving travel and adventure, though yeah. we did not have access to it ourselves. Yes. We just yeah, we just didn't have access to it. So mm -hmm. as an adult, I I I kind of gradually grew into it, which was kind of beautiful. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I tried sushi, oh, this and that, and then, you know, went down the rabbit hole of like octopus or other things. Yeah. And then 
I got to a place in my life where I was like, let's be thoughtful about it. Why yes. am I doing this? What do I like? Where does yes. it come from? How is it raised? All of yes. that. Yes. And now I love amazing food experiences. You and I are going to sit here at Zug afterwards and have some great yes. dinner at like one of the best restaurants <laughs> that, that Cleveland Magazine just put it on the best restaurant list for 2021, I yes. guess last year. Yes. And, you know, I don't, but that's great. And it's a treat. But the fact is, is is a treat that a lot of people can't have. Right. And I want people to listen to the CLE Foodcast yes. to be able to have whatever they want. Like, I'm dying to do an, uh, a story on Swenson's, which is ah, a fast food place yes, that was yes. based in Akron. Yes. Um, hello, Swenson's. I'd really like to talk to you. <laughs> um, they have not said yes yet. But here's the deal. You want to go to Swenson's and spend $7 and eat in your car? That is a fine experience. Let's yeah. talk about that because that is such an Akron institution. Right. Farms and farmers yes. and the craftsmanship of food. That's that's yes. what we're exploring. I have to say, too, listening to a couple of the episodes, it's so much about creativity and creating, carving a creative life. And it's it's to me there's a creative entrepreneurship too, right? Like how you plate something. There's so much creativity yes. around this. And so I'd like to touch on how you were able to find your voice mm-hmm. and share it and make your experiences accessible. I know that having a creative life in this new now where we are in this new season, this new yeah. moment, I'd love to hear a little bit about that and really what you see for your future, your next adventure. Mm, that is a giant question. So let me break that up into <laughs> just some bits. Here's the thing. I want to tell a story because yeah. I think it's relevant to the people that listen. First off, I've listened to four or five of the episodes and I have to tell you, I know these people. I know Jen Jones, not telling I know Thomas <laughs> Fox. I know Nikkei Obelisi Green. Yeah. And I, they're, they blow me away as humans and then to hear their backstory and to understand oh that's the kind of upbringing you had Mm -hmm. that made you into this beautiful person that you are I mean that's I love it I think my eyes have watered at most of the episodes really and Ken Schneck I mean I don't know Ken but now I want to call Ken and be like Ken let's hang yeah but here's the thing during COVID I I, uh, edible came to a a a tough ending and I can't say very much about it because I actually have a separation agreement but I was let go with a voicemail on a project that I had worked very closely on for at that time about seven years I started it with no I didn't start it with Noel I was there from very close to the beginning it was sold to a new ownership group I put my heart and soul in it stepping in in a publishing role it was a stretch for me but I I worked very hard I lived it you have to live it the whole time yeah and beautiful I mean everyone beautiful yeah so good for Um, you the final issue that I published came out to the like hit the streets as they say the week that the governor shut everything down for COVID. Oh my so, gosh. I know it was wild. Oh I put up gosh. four issues and they're they were it was a beautiful, beautiful entity. Yes. So anyway, obviously there was a lot of uncertainty. Sure, I mean there was sure. uncertainty in the food community, there was uncertainty in the media community, there right. was uncertainty in our own personal lives. So the bottom line is this I had always wanted to create a podcast with Edible under that brand because mm-hmm. that brand is actually a national brand. Yes, yes. And I believed that I could do it because I knew that I could. <laughs> Let's 100%, just say that right? Yes, of course. Well, so anyway, fast forward to a voicemail that I got that, you know, I wasn't working there anymore. I have to say, I, that was a very shocking day. It's never, nothing like that has ever happened to me before. It was a beautiful summer. I was getting ready for vacation. It was the first time I just went, huh, all right. I was angry and mad. I went through all the stages of grief. However, I realized that now it was a gift. Yes. It was a hundred percent a gift. Uh, It wasn't working. I was losing sleep. There was just a lot of, I just knew that it was a bad fit from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, but right, we want to try. We're women. We try, try, try. Right, right. And we fix, fix, fix. And we hope, hope, hope. Yes. And we do more and we go, me, 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 look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't work out. Right. So I learned a couple of lessons through that process. The lessons that I learned were, one, when people don't invite you to the table or they don't want you, don't try to be there. Go somewhere else. Go find where you're wanted. Right. Right. Thing number two is don't wait for people to give you permission ever. If you want to, if you have an idea, if you want to do something and, yes. and doors are slamming, you're out of way to do it yourself. If yes. you feel strongly enough about it, you will make it happen yes. as evidenced by you and me. Yes. And then thirdly, I would say third thing is just don't ask permission. Don't wait for people to give you the blessing. Don't believe that you need validity yes. anywhere outside of yourself. Yes. And my only regret now is that I didn't start the podcast. Really, I should have started a year earlier than I did, and I wanted mm. to, but I thought, who am I? Who, yeah. am, who am I to start a food podcast? Who am I? Well, yeah, I know I've written about food, and I read about it, and it's like I live and breathe it, and it's my hobby, and I love it, and I know yeah. a lot about it. And, oh, by the way, I have this background, and I should probably I could probably do a podcast. I, I didn't believe that I could, yeah. and I, that is so wrong, and I just... Aww. I 
I, when I talk to younger people or other women now who yeah. are like, and Jen, you know, Jen's doing this work. I think you're right. doing this work. Right. I never, ever, ever will wait again for someone to tell me it's okay to do something. I'm going to figure out how to do it myself. Oh my gosh. Let's just take a moment right there and hold those words. Lisa Sands, everyone. Say it again for the cheap seats. Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, I, I, I have to say that's why I wanted you on the podcast is because I really was impressed and continue to be by your fire and by your vigor in terms of honing a craft, a new mm-hmm. craft, because it's easy to oh, yeah. pull back, especially in this space that we're in, right? Everyone's kind of trying to reorient themselves. And I just love that you are exploring and expanding and willing to stretch and reach out mm-hmm. and that's how you and I connected is it you is. took the moment to take that initiative and I really do thank you for that and you are an example and I love to see your voice and vision come to life each week well, and thank you absolutely thank you. Well, someone did that for me and I should mention that yeah. you know one of the reasons I was so so eager to reach out to you is that someone saw in me and said no I I really think you can do this. It was Shayna Black. Uh, oh. Do you know her, Black Girl in the CLE? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Great. I mean, she uh, she shared an office space with me. We've, we oh, knew each really? other a little bit. And she has produced a couple of podcasts. And she was like, Lisa, you could do a podcast. And I was like, oh, Shayna, I don't think so. Yeah. No. There was just something about her. She's a very entrepreneurial person. Uh-huh. She's very much a self-starter. She figures stuff out all completely on her own. Yeah. And she, she did a, a short course for a couple of her friends that wanted to learn. Uh-huh. And it was on the technical stuff which was really the barrier for me. I knew I could do all the other stuff. Right, right. And it was called Zero to Podcast. Oh, and smart. in like yeah. seven days, I was like, holy S-H-I-T, I could do a, <laughs> I could do a podcast, you know? And now, because I had the benefit of all that, I mean, I sat in a radio studio with DJs. I right. sat next to people who did interviews with famous people. I sat next to a producer who created promo spots that I wrote. I, I've been around a mixing board. I, yeah. I know this. I have an audio sense, right? Right, 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 right. So, so it all felt really comfortable, and I was almost like smack, head smack, like, what? what? Why, didn't I, why did I think I couldn't do this? So I'm so happy to help others. Like, I think that's yeah. really important. Someone helped me. Yes. It changed the way I thought about myself. Yes. I want to do that for other people. And, yeah, there's no stopping us, Jing. <laughs> We're going, going, going. <laughs> Drop the pod the mic there. The next thing. That's right. That's right. There are going to be so many next things. It's not even funny. Well, it's what I love again about you, Lisa, is I love that you're taking your storytelling to new heights in a different form. And I know we talked a little bit about this. It's this idea of content creation. Things are moving so fast and fluidly. Yeah. And sometimes, at least for me in this podcasting space, I've only done a handful. And I appreciate your kind words for the amazing human beings on my on my roster, oh. including you, by the way. So I just want you to know that you're part of this. And part of this is this idea of my hope was to share people's stories who are professional, personal, and social change agents mm-hmm. and are creative and are carving out their own path personally and professionally and I see that in you and so I am curious what would you say to the next food cast podcast or anyone else who wants to jump into the space mm-hmm. right now who's having hesitations well I would say don't be a food podcaster because that's my territory <laughs> no I'm just kidding um <laughs> there's room for everyone yeah. right <laughs> right I know no um in all seriousness I would say that whatever your my mantra through the last year is, which is funny because it's in the name of your podcast is do the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have an idea, if it, if it brings you pleasure, yeah. if it gets you excited, yeah. do the thing. I believe so much now in the spark within. And I, I, I get really tired of the word content. Like it's flung around like content, sure, content, content. Sure. And um, I mean, that is what we're doing. I get it. I right. understand what content is, but I just never felt like I could be a creative person. Like it just, it, it, it but, but now I'm owning it and yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. No, I, I actually like this. It just to me before, like two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, I would have said like, well, I don't paint. I don't write music. Right. I don't play saxophone. I don't dance. Uh, So therefore I'm not creative, but I am creative. I'm creative in a very different way. And I think as I got older, I'm, I'm, I'm in my midlife and there is power in that and like nobody's business. Yes. So I'm very intrigued in uh, Like right now I really want to explore that space. Yes. And what it did for me is it made me brave. It made me say like, you know, Oh, you're going to shut me down and you're going to shut me down. 
but and you're not believing that I can actually do this. Yeah. But I can't. So now I'm just doing it. And I really want other people to believe that they can take their idea, whether it's my sister-in-law right now is is has is she has some um, extra time on her hands and she's we're very much in the same boat. We're about a year apart and she's uh-huh. learning how to play piano again. Oh, she taught, you know, she took lessons when she was a kid. Yeah. Now she's taking lessons as an adult. Yeah. She's working with an artist because she's like she loves visual or um, like textural art. Yeah. yeah. And she's working on that. And so as I've been developing the podcast and doing some freelance writing, right. she's been doing that and we've been championing each other. That's and it's wonderful. been so amazing. It's been an awesome dynamic for our relationship. Absolutely. So I, that's what I want to say to people, like, go and do the thing. Right. Do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you have to see it to believe it. And this is something where I feel like the two of us were able to connect on a personal level is finding that kindred spirit who is trying to break out of the mold, the lane, their, who they used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's been really exciting to connect with you just to feel your your fire and your light, right? Like I think it's nice to be able to be with someone who, I don't know, the pacing, your pacing to me is really exhilarating. Like, and sometimes <laughs> it's, it's exhausting, hard. <laughs> right? But I, I can no, feel I, you pre- like pedal to the metal. You're, you're, you're going somewhere, you're going places. And it, it's at your, there's a volume of velocity to trying a new thing, this yeah. growth mindset. Yes. And sometimes Sometimes people don't speak that language, which is okay. Yeah. And so I'm really drawn to that because I find that there's a creative urgency around that path, you know, taking that path. I think you have to react. You know, this is a true story. It it was like, so I started the podcast uh, like the week of May 11th last year. And I would say it was early April, maybe very late February or March, maybe maybe late March when I woke up. I literally woke up one day and after just thinking and thinking and overthinking and being overwrought. And I woke up and I remember thinking like today is that day. I do remember that. Oh, I love it. Really? Yeah. And I and I have a lot of I am a I'm a person that believes in in God and a connectedness. And I believe that I get a lot of ideas and thoughts in the middle of the night. And I believe those are God breathed. I really do. I believe I've solved problems at night. I have woken up and thought, oh my gosh, that's it. You know, Eureka. Fascinating. And, um, and I, and I really listened to that voice. Yeah. So that day, I just remember thinking like, today's the day. And I just created, like I bought a domain and, you know, like I just started Good doing stuff. Yeah, I started yeah, yeah. on a course. Cause I wanted, cause what's the fun part? Making a logo. Yeah. So I, you know, <laughs> I called my former store artist at Whole Foods yeah. who remains a friend of mine. I was like, can you do me a, a, a logo? Yeah. And it connected us again. And then here I am. I'm just, I use the resources of friends and people I knew right. throughout my career. And and then it was just, that was also part of the pleasure because we're in COVID and not yeah. a lot of people were connecting. So, you know, right. my friend, Matt, who did the logo, he's like, sure. I mean, he could literally start it in like the next 20 minutes because his his job had taken big uh, yes. hiatus. Yes, yes. So there's just been so much good with it. But yeah. the other thing I wanted, you talked about my upbringing before. Yeah. I think it's relevant because I'm very drawn to people who have amazing family networks, like talking, mm, hearing Nikkei mm-hmm. talk about, of course she had an amazing family. Yes. Like you see that in her, you yes. see that a beautiful, solid foundation that she puts out in the world. Yeah. I did not have that. Right. So for me, I, I always wanted someone to say, you're good. You're Aww. beautiful. You can do it. Yeah. Do it anyway. Who cares if it's terrible? Do it. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. have that. Mm, and I still, mm-hmm. as an adult, I think I finally shed it is I crave praise. I crave, I don't want to do anything that's not going to earn me. I, what do they say? It's not the don't, the imperfect for the good. What's the phrase? Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't focus on the. I don't know. I, I know well, what you, I know. What? What you, I do know. Okay, what you, right. Let me ask you this really yeah. quick because that's another question I like to ask friends and guests who come on. What would you tell your younger self? What would you tell the that sweet little Lisa in that crocheted bonnet or any of those? Pictures? I don't even like, know where that crocheted <laughs> bonnet came. From. You rocked it. I'm saying it's all the looks. Cute. But what would you tell your younger self? Right? Because I. There's a picture of myself in a poncho. I remember feeling my own power. I picked out the yarn to make the That's poncho amazing. with my mom. So that is a picture where I remember mm. me being me, Thomas Fox, we yeah. were talking about. Some of the podcasts that we do here is we're trying to figure out what makes you you. And so sure. I'm curious, mm. what would you tell your younger self looking back at what you know now? That's so interesting. What makes me me is that, honestly, 
uh, two things, and and they're they're a they're a paradox. I would say, yeah. I'm a fighter. I I have a real energy. That energy you just described, yeah. I have that. I'm just like I'll show you. My upbringing, I would say, was full of paradoxes, and like because I didn't really have that solid home life, I had to really find everything from within myself. Sure. But I was no one's good at that when they're a kid. Yeah. Right. That's something that comes with maturity, with success, with with people supporting you. Absolutely. Um, but the other thing is, my mom and I had a really cantankerous, my mom and I had a real contentious relationship. And my sister is more calm, I feel like she internalized a lot of things. I was a fighter. Mm, I was the one mm-hmm. that was more mouthy. Uh, there's a photo that I sent you with a picture with my mom and yeah. I have that sour look on my face. <laughs> I am sure, picture that at age 14. I'm sure my mom was just like, get out of the house now. You look very independent. Yeah, I'll use that no, word, independent. I mean, yeah. I, I just always, I did. I've always been independent. And sometimes when you're independent, you don't, you're a square peg round hole a lot of your yeah, life. Yeah. And you know, again, I had a happy childhood outside of my home. I had friends, I have people I still stay in touch with, Right. but I am such a different person than that person. Yeah. Um, uh, that was, you know, that, that, that 10 year old, that 15 year old, yeah. I became my person probably in the uh, early nineties when I was working, met my husband, yeah. got married, had my first, had my son. Uh, and now I'm even a different person from then. Yeah. Well, then don't we all want to be evolving and growing yeah. in that way? Which leads me to, there was there was a picture of you, I think in Thailand with an <laughs> elephant. So two questions, because you met Brenton Travel. I know yeah. you're heading to Costa Rica. And I would love to talk about claiming this moment, this creative, creative life that you've been seeking and feeding your soul, quite literally, and yourself mm. through the work that you're doing now. So can you talk about... traveling because that really is a touchstone for me too is this I think it just opens up your mind and your heart Mm -hmm. in ways that it it, and that's again it's a privilege right Mm -hmm. it's a privilege to be able to travel so can you talk about that I'm so glad you're going to Costa Rica I was so excited when I heard about that I I am you know so you talked about the elephant so let me tell you about that yeah Um, when I was growing up as I said I think earlier my parents have never been on a plane. I didn't fly until I was 21. And then there was no stopping me. I was going to go everywhere. I value travel more than anything. I have a lot of travel fantasies, but (laughs) one of the things I did was I made a very spur of the moment decision to go on a yoga trip to Bali. And then we added Thailand on the, on the end of it. And the whole reason, I I think I was the one who was like, let's go to Thailand because they have elephant sanctuaries. (laughs) So our group of uh, 20 ended up being about a group of six that went on to Bangkok and Chiang Mai. Fantastic. All I can say is if you look at a baby elephant face to face and touch them and look at them and it changes your life as a kid in Pittsburgh, of very modest means, I never imagined that I would be able to do that. And like life is amazing and the world is amazing and I want more of it. And the only thing is, you know, being in that middle age zone, I am starting to think like what I have a real hard time. Like when (laughs) this is such a downer, but like, like when someone like Tom Petty dies or whatever, (laughs) like, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, what if I what if I only have 20 more years? What oh if I gosh. only have, like, it's a really, yeah, yeah. I might need to see a therapist. <laughs> so if there's a therapist listening, call me. Or go um, on a trip. Just go know, on a trip, Lisa. But, but like, I, I want to do and experience so much that I know now that I have to make very good choices. Very intentional. Very intentional yes, choices. Yes, 100%. But to, I remember being at the base of this, like, amazing waterfall in Bali with a group Aww. of people. And I wasn't going to go in, like, everybody's getting wet. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't want to go at my hair or whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, are you serious, Lisa Sands? And anyway, it just... There's moments from that trip where I just was like, I'd stop for a minute and go, Lisa Orris from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, from Pleasant Hills, Thomas Jefferson High School, <laughs> is in Bali. Come the hell on. I like, my it. mom was never going to be like, you guys should go to Bali. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, travel's my jam. I've got a lot of trips planned this year. Yeah. I really want to get into travel writing. I, yeah. I want to write a book, not about travel or food, actually. I just, but, like, now that this creative Pandora's box is open, yes. I I can't stop. And, Love it. But here's the thing, though, that means I want it to mean something. Like, yeah. I'm probably not just going to doodle because I like to doodle. Right. I have to have an end purpose. I want yes. to serve. I want to leave a legacy. I want people to know that, to know me. And, yeah. and right now I'm super into what makes middle-aged women tick. Um, and I'm really trying to think of something in that space because I do not feel like there is enough out there saying 
you go girl. Yeah. If you're 50, if you're 60, it is not too late to go and change everything. I love reading stories about these women that are like, well, I turned 60 and my husband died and I went to medical school. I mean, I freaking love those stories. Yeah, yeah. So... That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know. We were talking about elephants and travel, <laughs> and that's part of the problem. But <laughs> tell me about Costa Rica. That was that to me was what was also moving is that you claimed this trip, yeah. Costa Rica. Can you speak to that? Because I agree with you. I think that there's not enough of us claiming that time and sacred space to create yeah. to create these moments of what kind of life can I create for myself? A hundred percent. Well, it's as we've already established being able to do some of these things is a privilege. It is, yes. But you don't have to go anywhere exotic to find yourself. Right. Um, you can eat, pray, love it in the Cuyahoga <laughs> Valley National yes. Park. But Bali and Thailand was really like an eat, pray, love trip for me. Love it. And I said then, that was five years ago, Yeah. I said then, I want to take a trip for myself every five years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, with COVID, everything got messed up. And I was like, wait a minute, I think it's five years. Yeah. And am I going to be true to that? Can I be true to that? I'm Good not really you. making as much money as I was. I right. just blah, blah, blah. The world, well, the world shifted too, right? The world right? shifted, yeah. right? So anyway, another yoga friend of mine is going and she leads trips and Costa Rica sounded really great. We had talked about Guatemala. We had talked about ah, some other things. Yeah. And um, I got to tell you something, Melissa, if you're listening, you know I love sloths. So um, <laughs> I literally looked on the map and I was like, well, Costa Rica looks good. And then I was like, yeah, I've always really wanted to like go to a sloth sanctuary or oh I gosh. love wildlife and oh. all of that. And I love, I did get into meditation. I don't do it nearly as much as I sure. should, but yeah. I, I love, the, as you can tell, I'm a hyper person. I, to calm my mind takes great care. Yeah, Great yeah. effort. Yeah. So I like to be completely remote and away. Mm-hmm. I love my husband dearly. He is my number one champion. I would Aww. not be the person without him yeah, that I am. That's great. And such such care and love and security for me. Just loves me no matter what. And yeah. I and I him. But but I want a vacation away. It's good. <laughs> and I want him to take one too if he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, travel is everything. Oh my me. gosh. Well hopefully you're gonna come back after you meet your sloth people. Oh I will. <laughs> I'm not going that far, not mean slots. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that leads me to my favorite part of Next Thing with Jing. Are you ready for the lightning round, Lisa? I think so. Like, (laughs) I thought about studying for them, but then I decided that I would not because that defeats the purpose. Uh, So I have not studied. I have only listened to what you have asked Thomas and Nikkei. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm buckling in because I have a feeling this is going to be lightning fast, lightning round with Lisa Sands. Okay. Here we go. Okay. One thing you love eating. I can eat my weight in sushi. Okay, like what? 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 Which oh one? My gosh. Name one. Yellowtail rolls. Oh. Just a good yellowtail roll with some scallion in there is really good. I like the big old fancy rolls that are really giant. They can't fit in your mouth. Okay. You know, like the rainbow roll. Yeah, or yeah. The Whatever volcano roll. But I no, I just I love it all. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't even believe how much I love sushi, but I do. I love sushi too, a hundred percent. One thing you're reading. You will like this, Jing. Yeah. Because I did get from the library last week. Big Magic. Oh, you which did. Is Elizabeth oh, yes, Gilbert's yeah. book yeah. about stepping into a life of creativity. And yes, I, good for you. I'm really enjoying that. And I just feel like for me, I need that reinforcement. Oh my gosh. You, you know, girl, you're living it. Get it. I mean, you really okay. are. So that, I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's see. One thing that always makes you giggle. Oh my gosh. Like Talladega Nights. <laughs> I, I know. It's Will Ferrell. I have learned Will Ferrell is so polarizing. No, he's um, brilliant. Oh I, 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 I think you've been Elf right now. No, that... Yeah, oh, I love Elf. I love Elf. No, I... You know, here's the funny thing. I never in a million years thought I would be into that genre of comedy, but that was the first movie we took our son Alec to. We were in Chicago. We yeah. went to this great downtown movie theater. He was old enough to see it. Yeah. And we didn't have to worry about, like, a little bit of swearing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I love it. And, and I can... If Talladega Nights is on... Yeah. Any station, I am stopping and I am watching. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. One thing that makes you sizzle, as in, this makes me so mad. Oh, gosh. I am. A, I think deep down I'm an angry person. I just, a lot of things piss me off. Passionate. Um, passionate, Lisa Sands. Oh, passionate. passionate. <laughs> no, um, no, but I don't think um, you're angry, but oh, yeah. No, 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 um, no. I do get angry, and I get angry when people are, are crappy to one another. I yes. get 
I, I, I get angry when people aren't treating others kindly. And, and we've all, look, we've all been probably the, the picked on person. We've all probably bullied somebody else in our life because we were the picked on person. You know, yeah. I mean, what, you learn that later in life that compassion towards others is everything. Yes. And um, there's just really no need to be rancorous or angry yes. or whatever. Well, I mean, I just said I was angry, but, <laughs> but that makes me angry. I just think people should be nicer to each other and just cut everyone just a little bit of a break. And I just think the world would be such a better place. hundred percent. Yeah. One thing you love to give. This is a perplexing one. Like what's the context of give? Like what uh, do you mean? It could be anything. Some people say hugs. Some people say <laughs> books. It's really up to you. Oh, interesting. I love to give. You know what? I, I'm very silly. I'm sarcastic. I love sarcastic humor. Mm. I love people that get my humor. So I love to give, I love to give like a good, great, silly conversation, like girl talk when you just get all goofy and you're like, you can say anything and you're with people who know you so well that you can say anything and you're so comfortable. I like to give, I'm going to say I like to give laughter. Okay. I like it. I like it. Maybe I'll be a comedian in my next iteration, (laughs) but no, I just really love lightness and joy and laughter. Love it. Love it. One thing you love to get. You know, I, have you heard of the love languages? Yes. So I really believe that love languages, like that book is really about like couples, but like if you can, you can totally extrapolate it to every relationship that you have. So true. Yeah. You can't unsee it once you know that, right? No, I, so there's, um, one of the love languages is acts of service. Ah, So I love, I have a chivalrous husband. I raised my son to, I think, treat women and people really decently. So I have to say, I love to get just a hello. I love to walk up, walk into a coffee shop where no one knows me and have someone just be like, Hey, how's it going today? And I I find that that's very fleeting these days. I don't know what's going on, but I love acknowledgement. I love being seen and I try to do that for people. Yes. I I think that's really important, especially Mm -hmm. in this, this fast paced world that we have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're almost done here. One thing you'll never do. Well, I have to say, I'm going to call Thomas Fox and ask him if he wants to skydive with me. Maybe he would buddy jump with me. <laughs> okay. No. You know what? There's very... Look, it's... Aside from all the bad illegal stuff, I, there's not a whole lot that I, that I wouldn't do. I mean, I... I think I'd almost entertain a lot of things. I wouldn't necessarily ultimately do it, but yeah. I'd entertain almost everything. I have a hard time finding a reason to say no, you know? Love it. Love um, it. And, but, and this is why not, you're here, right? I mean, I this guess. is how you got to doing yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. One thing I would never do yeah. for crazy, but it's that's that's a really tough one because also we act in the moment and I think I'm very spontaneous and I could say like I will never do this and then like tomorrow I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well if it comes back, let me know. Okay. Okay, one thing that helps you get through. Yeah, that's gonna be that's absolutely gonna be my husband. Oh, um that's I'm nice. so blessed to we'll be married twenty nine oh, years. Which is shocking, right? Because I feel like I'm still in my brain, I'm like twenty seven years yeah. old. <laughs> and I act maybe like 36. So, but no, he's, um, I feel so blessed. Like I always say, if I, if I get nothing else in my life, if nothing else comes to me at all, if nothing, if I get nothing else and everything is status quo, I have had, I have had an amazing blessed life, even Aww. with the pain, even with stuff that didn't go right, even with, I don't know, just whatever. I, I, I have zero to complain about. Oh, that and, and that is a gift. That is a gift, Lisa. That's be- I'm it so is. happy you shared that. One thing that delights you. You know, ev- life. I have a license plate. It's love life. Oh, you do? People who are Aww. jerks are like, what is your license plate? Love lift. And I'm like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't make the rules about license plates, so I had to cut a, I had to take out a letter. Um, but yeah, no, I put it on my car and I have to tell you, I love when someone is like, that's a great plate. That's and I'm like, awesome. thank you. You know, like it's a, it's a fun conversation starter in a weird yeah. sort of way, but I, I love life. I, I, that's why, I mean, I seriously, I do have a, I have a very weird obsession with, with death right now <laughs> because I've gotten this far and I'm so lucky. I yeah. I didn't know anybody through COVID that suffered personally. I'm glad to hear that. I, I haven't had the, the health thing. I haven't. No one close to me has really, yeah. I, I feel 
I mean, how do you walk around and not feel blessed or charmed? Yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah. So I, I just, every day I wake up and I am able to put my feet on the floor, I, I'm happy. And it's, I, and yeah, it, and it's I a can feel that. It's, it's very a, palpable, it's a, Lisa. It's a choice and, a, and it was learned. Yeah. And it was learned. And I learned that probably in the last five years. Oh, I'm so happy I'm meeting you now just to hear this journey. And I, I you have so many reasons to celebrate. Yes, one year on your podcast, but I, you're going to be a rocket ride. I can't wait in five years where you're going to be on your trips and we're going to definitely oh have my to gosh. reconnect and, and have a, a pot on that. Okay. One thing on your bucket list. You know, I want to, I want to take like sort of like that trip around the world that yes. is just, I'd like to take like three months yeah. and, and just go and go to places that are like very strange to me. Yeah. Uh, just not the, not off the beaten path, you know, yes. like I want to experience other cultures. I'd like to, you know, I'd love to go to like Abu Dhabi, but I'm a little bit afraid. Like, yeah. I don't even know what that would be like. I'm yeah, not afraid yeah, of Abu yeah, Dhabi. Yeah. I'm just afraid of like going somewhere so different. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I want to, yes. and you know, the answer to that is you get someone who's there and they help you. Right. Like, Absolutely. so I'm a big believer in getting a guide or getting help. I'm yes. learning French right now. Oh, you are. I, my husband and I are taking French lessons Great. with Penelope speaks French, um, <laughs> little <laughs> endorsement. She's awesome. <laughs> Awesome, and um, we take a we take an hour French class on Sundays. That's great. We have homework. Oh my gosh! Um, Troy took French in high school, and he's all of a sudden now speaking. Like we've been to France twice just for a day, and he didn't. Wow. He was useless. <laughs> and now, like I'm like I look at him every day. We have a lesson. I'm like, where was this when we were sitting at the restaurant in France, and we could we ordered so much cheese that we couldn't even eat this much cheese before we caught the train back That's to London. Hilarious. Yeah. So I um. <laughs> So true. Like, yeah, we're taking fr- because I, I want to go. Next time I go, I want to be able to order in a restaurant and and shop and do all these things and be yeah. part of it. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? love it. Yeah. One thing that no one would believe about you. Well, the thing I often say now, people that listen to your podcast might be of the age where they would know who this is. <laughs> but I was a gymnast. I was, a, I was a competitive gymnast. Oh my gosh, I one hundred percent see that. Do you like, see what that? Was, like when I go like this. What was your <laughs> What was your event? Was it floor? Was it you know? I was really good. I was beam? actually really good at beam. I was gonna say yeah. I can see you doing. But beam. here's the thing that people. It's funny. Um, oh my gosh! I mean, because I'm you know I'm. Um, I'm just going to say I'm over 50. I got out of the sport when I was 16 because of an injury. Wow. And But here's if you've watched the Olympics, you know that there's like crazy stuff being done in the gymnastics yeah, world, right? It's, it's very yeah. high risk now. It's very yeah. different. My last big skill that I perfected before I got out of the sport was a standing back tuck on the beam. What? And, oh but think gosh. about that. Think about how back sim- then, and when you were in your teens, jeez. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like seven-year-olds were doing it. Like oh when I was like gosh. fifteen. But here's the thing. Like that was a hard skill then. Like now yeah. people are doing whole tumbling passes on beams. It's crazy. Like when I watch gymnastics, I love it so much. But I'm like, oh, like I just, you know, I, I was also starting to get really scared in the yeah, sport. Like yeah. I was like, this isn't for me. And I also wanted to date like boys and have a life. And of course, nobody really wanted to date me or give me a life. But I <laughs> got out of the sport, and then I did have a social life after that because well, it's a it's really a grind I bet yeah well clearly it all worked out <laughs> it, it did all work out so, oh what I didn't tell you yeah yeah I competed against Mary Lou Retton you know what is so funny I was just like you are channeling Mary Lou Retton oh my you god com- you competed against well she's her? like doing menopause commercials now what? so let's hope that I'm not doing that but maybe <laughs> hey if I guess I could get a sponsor no um what? she grew up in Fairmont West Virginia and I was from Pittsburgh and we would have tri-state meets that's amazing and yeah she was like ridiculously good and of course she went to the Olympics and yeah. just whatever but yeah so that's a pretty fun that that's is, a, is that a fun that fact that is a very fun, a fun fact. fact these have all been fun facts one thing on your chuck it list chuck it means what that I'm gonna get rid of yes mm. like I'm not doing that anymore you know what um I am actively working on my my envy and jealousy I yeah but here's the thing right when you when you explore that emotion right they say that it's the things that you want most right right and it and and it's so true like when I see something I'm like oh why is she able to how'd she do that so fast and I go oh you know what you're just you want that you want that and you wish that was you and it didn't work out for you or whatever and I've just really learned that the the path that the path and the opportunities that come to us are exactly what we should have. Yes, so 100%. I do right. So I don't freak out about things I don't have anymore yeah. because we can be jealous or we can see like, oh wow, she's had so much success. Yeah. And women do this to each other. You know this. Yeah. And that but and you could look and go, oh yeah, but you know what? Wow. But her 
other dimension of her, other, her another dimension of her life was actually really tragic or sad yeah, yeah, yeah. or very tough or right. and and so we all have that dark thing that we yeah. overcame. Yes, so yes. I don't want to begrudge anyone's success because you know what? I bet if I dig deep enough, I'm going to find that that motivating factor, that thing. Yeah. And I'm going to be I'm going to be like grateful that that my, that I have what I have, right? Yes, yeah. So I think that's just again, this is stuff that I love being in the 50s, right? I love being this age because mm-hmm. don't you feel do you feel wise? I feel super wise. Yeah, yeah. And I have so much yet to learn, but I think I've just gotten so much I live life with an ease now that I yes. did not live with before. I can also say too, I just knowing you, you are so gracious and kind. Like I really appreciate your openness, honesty, authenticity, vulnerability. It really, it really means oh. a lot, Lisa. Seriously, Thank you. I appreciate this. Uh, so, last two questions. One yeah. thing that you want always to be true for you, true for you yeah. or about you. You know what? I'm, I'm actually a really, I'm a really true friend. I'm a really, I'm a really, I take it very seriously. I'm very, I don't have, I don't need a bajillion friends. Right. I have a wide network of people and I, and I'm really true. I'm really true to them. I really believe in those relationships Mm -hmm. and I'm also very honest. Yes. So it's hard for me to not, don't get me wrong. I'm a really good liar. I was a good liar as a kid, but (laughs) I am just honest. And if someone asks me my opinion or needs a real uh, heart to heart or counsel or whatever, I, I, I am able to do that. I think in a very loving way. 100%. So we are at the end of our interview. Again, this has been so delightful. Where can people find you? Tell us your next thing and the last thing. I'm going to give the last few minutes here to oh you. Oh, my gosh. All right. They just turned the music on at Zug <laughs> because it's going to open like three minutes. So ironic that we're doing this interview at a restaurant. But, yeah, so CLE Foodcast is on all the pod platforms and also um, on Instagram. Pretty soon... Wow, something just happened in the kitchen. I don't know if you could hear that or not, but pretty soon there will be an online home for it, a website and some other project work that I'm doing. And my other account that I use on Instagram is my fork in the road, fork in the road, because I really hit a fork in the road and I made a pivot and a turn. And uh, that's that's the name of my LLC and some other things that I've got going on. And I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn too. And I welcome anyone to connect anytime they would like. Lisa, thank you so much. We are going to... Absolutely, get down. Yes, for your- we are. <laughs> Woo! Feel that uh, the music is on. We are ready to party. It's it does, Friday. It does feel a little bit after hoursy here. <laughs> this is what happens when you hang out with Lisa Sands. Thank you so much for coming on Next Thing with you. Congratulations on one year anniversary and all the things. And I'm so excited and delighted that we met. And big hugs to you and CLE Foodcast and just you in general, Lisa. High five, girl. Thanks for having me on Next Thing with Jing. All right, signing out. We got to go get our abs. All right. Peace out. Peace out, everyone. Thank you, Lisa. Want to design a work life and real life you love and your own next thing? Reach out for one-to-one consulting, group coaching, or book me for speaking. Follow along on Insta at juju.jing and LinkedIn. And if you're loving the pod, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review. Learn more at jinging.com and otherbrowngirl.com. Thanks so much for listening to Next Thing with Jing. Share your light, be the spark, start your new story. Keep shining even when things go dark. Cheers, and here's to your next chapter, new adventure starting now. Catch you next time on Next Thing with Jing.